0: Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for Season 2, Episode 2 of I Should Say That Out Loud. I'm your host, Donna Brendel, and that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today is introducing yourself in small talk, which is really hard for me and for people on the spectrum. I have this book. I have a lot of books, and you'll learn that as we go. <laughs> books are my friends because... I don't have to talk to them, they talk to me, it's very one-sided, but it's in my comfort zone. So I have this book on small talk, I'm not sure how old it is, by Deborah Fine, The Art of Small Talk, and it's pretty comical to me. It starts out with a quiz, the quiz is called Winning at Small Talk and I am definitely not winning. There's seven questions and I got two out of the seven. Not correct. It's just that I do the two things out of the seven things that you should do to win at small talk. So I'm currently not winning, but I'm going to practice with you and then maybe I'll win someday at small talk. <laughs> so the first is to introduce yourself. I've done that. My name's Donna Brendel and I am the host of I should say that out loud. And I made this poster, this canvas behind me. It's very meaningful to me. It has the title of my podcast, I should say that out loud, on the top and then my name on the bottom, but in the middle it has a picture of me in one of my water ski costumes that I talked about on episode one, but then it has this thought process that I have gone through for a really long time. And when I'm in a conversation or trying to be in a conversation, my biggest struggle is I, I, I'm on a journey in my brain trying to figure out what the end of the conversation is before it's even started or when it's still in the beginning stages. And that really stunts me and stops me from engaging and participating in the conversation because I want to control it. I want to know where we're going. I want to know if it's safe before I jump in. And that's one of the chapters of this book, is taking the plunge on small talk. It really is a plunge for me. It's scary. It's nerve-wracking. It's um, kind of like jumping into the deep end. I don't know if I can swim in this conversation. So I came up with this um, kind of brave thought process. If I'm thinking it, I'm just going to say it. And then, I don't know, and that's okay. (laughs) The very first time I said these words to myself, I should say that out loud, I was working with a mentor, and I was really enjoying um, the friendship that we were building. I was enjoying being with her and the things that she was saying to me. I was enjoying the person that she is. She's a great speaker and leader and mom and friend, and I just had all these thoughts in my head. And I heard myself say to myself, I should say that out loud, that I like you, I like being your friend, and thank you for being my mentor. And the craziest thing happened next, I actually said those things out loud, which was a very, very new thing for me. This was about maybe 10 years ago. And her response was beautiful. She said, thank you. I enjoyed being your friend too. It was so simple. And I do all this jockey work in my head of where is this going to go? What's going to happen if I say this? And I don't have to um, be so scared and nervous most of the time. Sometimes, yes, conversations are difficult. And I've lived through a lot of conflict, which um, I think is partly you know PTSD. I'm afraid to say things because tempers flare. Things can go crazy. <clears throat> but most of the time, it's not like that. And I don't have to fear those things. So I have to work through that. So, my friend, this book, Small Talk, says introduce yourself. Next, it says that silence is impolite. That means I'm impolite, because I'm silent a lot. But it's not my fault. It's okay. I know. I can give myself grace. I'm not trying to be impolite. I'm just... Um, gauging the atmosphere, gauging the room, gauging the people to make sure that I feel safe enough to speak and I'm learning to just be more brave in general. Okay, here's the next bullet of this um, small talk book It's up to you to start a conversation. This is page 19. It's up to you to start a conversation. That means it's up to me to start a conversation. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's very overwhelming. Uh, I oftentimes don't know where to start, and if I do start a conversation, what do you say next? That's my struggle. Next um, subtitle of this chapter is on page 20. It's up to you to assume the burden of conversation. Whew, that's heavy. To assume the burden of conversation. I, uh... (laughs) That's a little too heavy for me, and... I'm going to think in baby steps, and I'm going to practice small bits of of small talk. I have been practicing small bits of small talk over the years, and I've gotten a lot better at it, um, with people I know especially, my friends, but with new people, it's like starting all over again. It's like, wait, did I not learn all these things over these years? Why am I still stumbling to introduce myself, to talk to so- somebody new in a new situation? but it never fails it's always a struggle to meet new people and engage so then we have on page 23 social and general icebreaker questions and just after reading a couple of these i i have these feelings (laughs) things of feelings for me so here's a couple that it lists right off the bat what do you think of the movie the restaurant the party that we're at tell me about the best vacation you've ever taken What's your favorite thing to do on a rainy day? If you could replay any moment in your life, what would it be? These sound like, except for the first one, major questions. They sound invasive, like very forward. I don't know if it's my personality or or what, but I just struggle asking such big questions. Maybe it's just that they're big questions to me. And I would feel like, whoa, like, do you have a couple hours to talk about these, these things? Because it would take me a while to answer most of those questions. Except for the first one, I'd say, uh, the party's boring, or the restaurant is okay, or t- tasty, or the movie, it was good. Um, page 73 I found very funny and <laughs> comical. It talks about first positive messages that you can give to another person with your body language and then off-putting gestures that you can give to someone with your body language so first the positive message messages that you can give as the speaker positive here's what it says positive messages to the speaker lean forward okay so i'm very literal i'm a very literal person when i read these things i think lean forward hmm. Maintain eye contact, like, whoa, I'm going to fall out of my chair. Lean forward. Hmm. Maintain eye contact. Hmm. Open up your arms and body. To me, that means open up your arms and body, like lean forward, eye contact. This feels very really awkward. And then, oh, relax your body posture. So open up. Relax, oh, lean forward, eye contact. <laughs> Face your partner. Of course you would be facing your partner. Where, how would you maintain eye contact if you're not facing your partner? And then nod and smile. So up, down, forward, eyes, nod and smile. This is how I take that advice. Yep, uh-huh, huh, yep, party's great, restaurants, okay, movie was funny, uh-huh, mm-hmm. What's next? What do you say next? <laughs> I just will think about all of those things, those, that, those suggestions for body language, and I won't think about conversation starters and questions. <laughs> the next section is the off-putting gestures that you should never use. It says, never use. Okay. <laughs> what? Pointing! I'm already pointing! <laughs> Never point. Okay. Put my hand down. Covering your mouth. I cover my mouth when I eat. Um, I guess we shouldn't talk when we're eating, but never cover your mouth. That was not possible during COVID, was it? Uh, anyway, rubbing or fondling body parts. That's weird, but um, I, I do rub the tips of my fingers often um, when I'm stressed, and especially like if we're in a movie. Or watching a a TV show or Netflix. Um, If it gets intense, I get nervous and I do this with my fingers and my nails. And maybe I'll do this. So I do a lot of things with my hands. I guess I should never do that. (laughs) Fiddling with jewelry. If I'm wearing a bracelet, I might fiddle with that. I don't really fiddle with my earrings. I, I do fiddle with a necklace if I wear a necklace. So maybe I should just never wear a necklace. (laughs) Oh, tapping a pencil or a pen. I don't tap pens. I don't have one here, but I do take the cap on and off, on and off, on and off. That's my fidget with a pen, is taking the cap on and off. So I should never do that. Um, Swinging your leg. I do cross my legs, and I do sometimes swing my leg. So I should never do that. Crossing your arms across your chest. I I know that one, and I try not to do that one. Putting your hands on your hips. I do that a lot if I'm standing, because I get awkward standing with my arms straight. I just feel like I'm too limp. (laughs) Glancing away from the person who is speaking. So, for eye contact for me, I can hold eye contact easily. I can really stare and make someone really <laughs> nervous with eye contact. I, I've i gotten better over the years, but I used to be super, super intense with eye contact when I first learned that I needed to be purposeful with my eye contact. But <clears throat> in order for me to think of conversation starters or how to respond when somebody asks me a question, I, my brain doesn't engage when I'm looking in the eye. I get like zoned in, and I get, like, distracted by their eyes and their eye color and the veins in the eyes and the, and then everything around the eyes and then the hair color and the color of the clothes and everything, and I get so distracted. Um, partly it's a good distraction because it helps me to not wander my brain to other things that are happening in my life. But then, on the other hand, it's, all the colors are a good distraction because they keep me engaged in looking at the person at least and not getting bored and sleepy but it also keeps me distracted from thinking of what words to put together to respond in the conversation. So in order to have a response I have to look away, I look, you know, our eyes look in different directions to access different parts of the brain and if I'm just constantly giving eye contact then I can't access those parts of my brain to come up with a response. And I've learned it's okay to look away for a moment and then you look back, if you remember to look back. Um, so it's just, it's it takes practice, lots of practice. And these things that you should never do are really hard for people with autism because they, they... They help me stay calm. They help me stay present in the moment, and they're comforting. Um, it, it really bothers my daughter when I do th- this finger thing <laughs> in the movies or just at home, even at the table. I, I, I guess I do it all the time because she's constantly asking me to stop. But um, when she asks me to stop, I do stop because it bothers her, but at the same time, I can f- I feel the intensity in my body building because I was doing it for a purpose. It was calming me. Now that I can't do that, now I feel a buildup of, of emotion, of stress, of anxiety, and I love my daughter. I don't want it to stress her, but at the same time, it's a comfort to me. That's my struggle. So what do you do? What do you do if you're supposed to never do these things when you're interacting with people? Trial and error. Be yourself. Obviously, this, this is not a book for people with autism. This is just a book for the general public. So I'm um, just pointing these things out just to make a point that it's, it's hard to have small talk um, when you're on the spectrum, especially when you have all these rules that you're supposed to follow and still engage your brain and still be calm and present in the conversation. It's difficult. But I'm trying, and I am going to have a thought. When I have a thought, I'm going to say it out loud. Even if I don't know the ending, the end result, it's okay. I'm going to just journey one step at a time and give it a shot. Thank you for watching. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your questions.